Okay, with Christina Archer, a harmony of touch, the high five, handshake, and hug. Uh, it's a three-minute experimental short film played at the LGBTQ plus uh, film festival. It's really about a film about the power of the physical touch, I guess, right? Indeed, yeah. I I think there over the last few years, I've felt this enormous uh, sense of loss with touch, and I really wanted to reintroduce um, the these senses in a way and be able to experience it from a lens that may not even be on earth, you know, maybe two beings that are exploring these, these different types of um, communication through physical touch uh, as if they didn't know what they were and they needed to kind of reintroduce these um, modes of communication um, and reconnect um, in a way that perhaps they hadn't before. Almost like people being locked down in the house for a year or so and having to come out and, and reconnect, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. I um, This this real, like, you know, loss of touch with touch, essentially. Um, yeah. Having to relearn these, these, these actions. And then it started to... I started to think about where do they come from and where do they start? Where do they begin? And kind of the the formalities of them. And if you you know, go hyper macro, you know, smacking two hands together and, you know, the hand um, and it's just a, such a fascinating, um, you know, just to go back in time and to really think about like, where do these things come from? Yeah. And it, well, it's fascinating because, but like this, just to touch on now, because it seems like even now I don't shake hands nearly as often as I used to. Right. I don't. Right. Yeah, I, I think there's always that um, that kind of knee-jerk reaction to no longer shake hands, and uh, you're, you're it's kind of this voice that's now in the back of our minds as pandemic, you know, babies or whatever we are. This whole generation, this whole the whole yeah. world, kind of this this lens. I it's a it's kind of a trauma that you know a trauma response, I suppose. So I always kind of in the back of my head, I'm thinking about. I'm very conscious of a handshake. I'm very conscious of a high five because I think about how I would not have done that a year ago. And it does have a weird uncomfortability level that uh, is very strange for our particular time in history. Yeah. It, but it, it, I just think from an instinctual standpoint, I like I see my daughter, like uh, she's, she was like five years old last year on the soccer field and she's like hugging her teammates and like hugging and like high-fiving because they're not this is what their instincts are telling them to do right like they 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 have joy they have companionship and that's what their instincts are telling them their instincts are telling them to to as you say in your film it's like it's the touch they need to to engage with each other in that sort of way i guess right and but now we're kind of like as adults especially with the pandemic we're we're kind of like re kind of we have to retrain ourselves in a sense yeah, because there is actually a lot of science and research on um, how crucial touch is to the brain development in babies and children. And um, and even, I mean, you know, Mel Robbins has the high five habit and you high five yourself in the mirror, but she has all this data on how much uh, that can 
completely, you know, in, in change the molecular chemistry that's rewiring your brain. Um, we're wired for connections. At, at, we're wired for connection as human beings. And so it feels to go against our nature to not do those things. Um, and so I think that's what the inner conflict is that we are currently having as we kind of come out of this um of of the pandemic and how we are reintroducing touch into our lives because it is like a critical part of human beings, human nature, connection. Um, and yeah, like a team um, to express love, to express accomplishment. And um, it's, it's critical. It's crucial. Yeah. And so a good, perfectly time, time film for yourself uh, to, to make that's, I think people are really responding to it. So tell me about, okay, so it's a three, it's experimental film. It's really one location. It's two, two performers. So do you like, do you write a script, like an outline plot point script about what you want to convey in this film first is like, what's the process? Basically I'm asking the process of making an experimental film. Sure. Yeah. It's, um, it's actually a really freeing journey because um, I work in different capacities where I'm, you know, very like tied to storyboards and scripts and, you know, where I'm working um, in a branded sense. And so when I get to work on my own short films, it's it depends, you know, if it's a dialogue piece, or if, but if it's experimental, it's uh, much more collaborative and you kind of leave space to explore. So um, when I introduce this idea to my very close friend that's a choreographer uh jenna marani she i've just had so much respect for uh we've connected over the last few years and done a few projects together and i knew she would be the right person to explore this because i wanted her to be this kind of partner that would bring the idea of movement um of these three different you know elements in an abstract way that kind of felt more obscure that felt beyond earth in a way um otherworldly um that felt like they you know they obviously are humans but it feels so strange to touch now so i really wanted to just first establish these shots where they're kind of wrestling with like what is this why who let's go first yeah. um just really like this incessant agreement of you know as if children were trying to understand what a handshake was and they just kept you know going up and down with their hands and so she brought that energy to it and i had really rough um, storyboards, a shot list that was kind of had a lot of interpretation that you could bring into it. And then additionally, a longtime collaborator, a friend of mine, who's an editor named Kate Owen, she and I have worked on quite a few projects. And so it's, it's kind of laying the, for something like this as experimental, it's really just laying the idea down with some structure, but then seeing what happens, um, while you're capturing, uh, and seeing the kind of the magic in the moment. And what was actually really beautiful that was unexpected is this outdoor set that we created um, with my production designer, Jack Reed. It was these like billowing, flowing fabrics and it felt very freeing and it felt um, very kind of magical and whimsical. And the wind picked up in such a way that- I was going to allude to that. I, I didn't know if it was real or did you guys manufacture that? But I guess you're just describing that it wasn't, it was real. Right, when we started to move into the hug sequence of the piece, 
the wind kicked up in a way that made it very storm-like and I could not deny what was happening. So then originally I wanted the hug to sequence to be a lot, a little bit more abstract and a little bit weirder in a way. Um, And it immediately became about the calm amongst this rapture, the storm around you, the world is ending and all you need is like this connection with one person to keep you safe and to feel connected and to feel like, you know, it's, it's all okay. And that made me actually kind of feel uncomfortable because as a director, you feel like a loss of control of your idea. But then when something, after really seeing what was happening, my whole team was holding the set in place at the end because it was about to fly away. But then it was just so moving and beautiful and became this dramatic piece. And so that was what was really fascinating about them trying to get through the edit was that it started off really playful and finding music that starts playful or composing music that that Mm -hmm. begins playful and then when you move to the hug you can't remove the emotion that you feel in that sequence so it was this you know even though it's you know two and a half minutes of it it went from such a range of playfulness you know high-fiving games playing to this emotional connection um so it really is this like complete 180 that i was surprised i don't know why i was surprised by i didn't know that the hug would but I'm, i'm so glad it did and it, I think it was, in fact, because of the wind and because of the storminess of the fabric kind of blocking our camera lens. And we could just barely peer in to see them uh, connecting and, and holding holding on, basically. So you so. went with the, the with what the effect and this is where, where did you shoot it? What city did you shoot it? In Los Angeles. So the, the, there's usually not like that it doesn't occur often, I guess, that kind of wind and that kind of. So it's yeah. kind of serendipitous. It felt kind of special. Yeah. I mean, they call it the Santa Ana winds and they come, you know, once they, they are these gusts of like 30 mile an hour winds, but I mean, they don't come very often and yeah. it's like a warning when they come. So it was a weird special moment that I felt like was very serendipitous that I paid respect to. Nature. You're, 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 you're Los Angeles. We're talking, you're in Los Angeles right now, right? Yes. And it's raining right now, which never happens in LA either. So it's like, <laughs> Yeah, so, we're we're just really grateful for the rain that's supposed to last us for 365 more days after yeah, this. Well, <laughs> yeah, you need rain. So yeah. uh for sure. So tell okay, so tell me about the choreography then. So how does that get established? Do you do you work with the choreographer and you guys rehearse before you start shooting? Like what's the process? Yeah, so um we had a few different rehearsals where Jenna and Stephanie were going into um her studio and kind of working things out and because it was still um you know we shot it a year ago so um she recorded everything and then we would get on the phone, discuss notes, um talk about what I was really liking, what I was responding to and then she would push that further. So it was almost like a virtual rehearsal in a way. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was a really, cause you can't really, you know, you really need to visualize body movement and, and see things. Um, but you also are watching it in a way that, um, is through one POV and to be able to give notes on a dance and on a rehearsal of choreo, you kind of want to think about it in the 360. Cause you're like, okay, if I actually, turn my camera and what does it look like when we're positioning it from this angle 
Um, and so, yeah, that was a really uh, enjoyable process. And I just have a lot of respect for body movement and exploring those things. Where did you find the two uh, performers? They're fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jenna, I met um, about four years ago at this uh, this kind of like underground um, dance performance event that was happening um, called Congress. And it was it's literally just like the most talented performers that just, you know, use their body as a canvas in a way. And they just um, they're so interpretive. They're so conceptual. And it was sort of this event that I had been going to, and then we had connected there because I'd seen some of her performances. And um, so then from there, we've just been like longtime collaborators and I've worked with her in a few of my other films. Um, this is the first one. She's actually been the choreographer and been in the film. Um, so she's in the film. And then Stephanie was her recommendation of like the perfect partner um, to work with. And so, I mean, regardless of, you know, how they, you know, how they personally identify in their own real life um, in terms of gender, it was important to me to kind of make this as gender neutral um, as possible. And at least in the realm of non-conforming where you could really just leave space for what this relationship is. Yeah. Are they friends? Are they lovers? you know, does it matter? I don't think so. It's, it's, it's supposed to be no. ambiguous. It doesn't matter yeah. at all. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a romance. It's not romance. It's a, it's about connection, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was important to me in terms of the casting. I felt like they both um, gave like a little bit edgier of a read in terms of their physicality. That wasn't just overtly, you know, feminine or masculine. It was more opaque or more transparent. Like yeah. we could play with the roles. No, but it's like it's like a it's like a relationship where where is in is in your choreography. It's where like you touch, you take each other's hands first, and then and then you become a friend, and you like do a high five, and then you become friendlier, and you can do a hug, and then then you could be, you know what I mean? It's like that's the stages, right? You can like you don't just yeah. like well, at least I don't like you just don't like like say you and I meet, and you're like hey, let's hug, you. like you know what I mean? Like it's just like there's a, there's a process of the of the of the touch, I guess, right? Yeah, there, there's a buildup in in the, you know, the relationship um, and how long, you know, definitely like the comfortability level um, and kind of reading each other over time. And then you kind of at some point you kind of get to that point. Um, I think it's similar to when people start to call, like to shorten your name or they call you by a nickname. And that's when you know that they've crossed over from like a formal connection to an informal connection where you have that short banter and I think that's similar to when you kind of when you know you can like when the hug is it feels compelled to hug you know yeah. you're kind of at that stage in your relationship yeah but there's also those moments where like you hug somebody and they're not ready for it yet or vice versa <laughs> right? it's like oh that was unexpected <laughs> right right yeah that's definitely there as well yeah. but they're connecting they're feeling each other out in the, in the film so tell me about the like the, the thing you you alluded that you kind of you made this set outside in the red like what was the idea behind that 
Well, I really wanted this full sensory experience um, and also through the music and through the set. So when I kept thinking about, um, you know, human connection, touch, and a lot of it is, you know, dealing with the hands and how it revolves around like blood and circulation and pulse and, um, you know, all of those really visceral, like mortal, like these were, were, were real, were living um, we're not transcending and immortal, we're mortal. So I wanted those things to come through. And um, so that I want, but then I wanted, there's a free flowing element to the set as well. So that's kind of where we landed with these like differing textures of fabrics um, hanging and billowing um, in different red colors. And, and then the sound design played a huge role into that, like the breath, the heartbeat, the pulse, mm -hmm. and just really pulling those things out. And then also on top of that, the ambient, um, you know, textures we wanted to lay in of the wind and um, just this kind of these ruptures, fabrics rubbing. And so I just wanted to be a full sensor experience as much as I could really enrapture you in. Yeah. Um, and then the storm element where it kind of it gets so loud that it gets like piercing in a way that it's like actually then silent for a for a brief bit before we kind of kind of wrap up the end. So so tell me about the the because you just mentioned the sound design, which is fantastic in the music. So in the blog interview, you kind of re referenced that it was a little bit of a process to get to nail it, I guess, in that in post-production. Yeah, I, I think that um my challenge as a filmmaker is to it's 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 always really difficult to find something that's already composed and a track that just works perfectly and maybe that's the issue of the perfectionist in me that uh gets kind of stuck in that process and then um is working with a, a composer and so i have these really really talented um, friends at Ash and Spencer that I found these two tracks that worked, but I needed to combine them and like bridge them. And just because I didn't expect the film to kind of have this change in tone, this change in emotion as like rapidly and as obviously as it did, I didn't expect the hug to become so intimate and emotional and really tugging. I, from my lens, when I was starting to make this film, I thought it would be ab abstract, obscure, um, but I, I love what it became. And so I had to adapt to finding a track that had this like transitional moment. And it's, it's hard to find that. Um, so working with Ash and Spencer, we, um, they helped me recompose a track from their library and bring two different ones together. And that was, um, really just amazing and, and grateful that they did that. And, um, and originally, you know, I was kind of, looking for something more uh, like Renaissance and kind of um, gestury. Like there was the, in the beginning, it felt like it could be kind of more of like a Sofia Coppola, like where it feels modern, but at the same time, the music is instrumental orchestral. And I wanted this like complexities where you didn't know what time and period this was. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I was kind of leaning more into this like instrumental um strings like playfulness but then i needed to kind of have this turning point um so yeah that was the process that um i'm i'm really loving learning as i go and just knowing what to expect um in terms of the the process of composing music too because it's it's always a a journey of 
how do you just how do you speak to a composer you know yeah so not necessarily my love language i'm very visual <laughs> no it's like it's like yeah it's the process like you're directing with the performers you're directing with your dp like it's you're collaborating and it's like i guess that's another process right like how do you communicate what you're conveying if you're not if your expertise is not in in sound and music i guess right yeah i i think what has been most beneficial is always to kind of have some like reference tracks, some references of um, tone of like, this is the yeah. tone I'm going for um, because it is more abstract and allows for interpretation. And I'm finding my way with how to describe and use more like actual descriptive words of um, with how, you know, but I think I almost, talk about it more in a narrative sense like it's it's heavy it's lighter it's very um adjective um yeah I guess I'm, I'm finding my way and, and composers are um very open-minded to the way different directors kind of I think use their own way of language to describe things so um but yeah that's what I found is just that process of giving a tonal words and references is like a really good foundation to lay that conversation down. So what did you think about the, um, we send the audience feedback to you. What did you think about what the audience had to say about your film? I was so appreciative to get that and, and be able to absorb uh, all of those different perspectives because it was just, it was reassuring to hear how um, much everyone immediately understood it and connected with it and just felt it it seemed like deeply in in unique ways um and it, it was just so rewarding to to be able to hear that um sort of validation that i'm i'm making something with an intention and the purpose is coming across uh because sometimes and and that's what's really cool is that sometimes your film can be kind of taken in another direction sure. but yeah. the interpretations were very, like each person kind of was hooked onto one element. Um, but I just, I love that they, you know, they, they felt like it was kind of like a love letter to touch and yeah, it was, it was very special. To yeah. Hear it's, that. it's the best good way to describe it. A love letter to touch. And yeah, it's a fantastic film. I know it was like, a, it was a long process and it's, it's uh three minutes long, but I, you're, like you said, you're, you kind of, uh, self-describe yourself as a little bit of a perfectionist but it <laughs> yeah. really works but at the same time you went with the with the wind right so you're yeah. you had a schedule you had a but you said here's the wind and let me so you you're you're able to adapt right so yeah yeah that's amazing so what are you yeah. doing what are you working on now you're working on i know you, you have a job and you have to pay the rent but i want to see <laughs> i want to see your next film you're working on something in the, the experimental um, nature yeah, well, I I have a couple of different um, films that I'm developing, different ideas that I'm trying to figure out which one I'm going to press go on, basically. Um, and there is some interest as well that's just tugging at me to kind of explore um, an AI component in my next film, uh, as well as potentially using um, uh, LED volume um, I was fortunate to be able to use Unreal Engine on a recent commercial project, and I kind of became enraptured by all the possibilities of what I could do working in this way. Um, 
budgetarily, I'm wondering how far I can go or if I can get some favors, but I have a lot of ideas that revolve around using new technology and just showing it's um, how it can really free a lot of filmmakers from some of the traditional ways of filmmaking and, and stretch your mind into new ways of production and producing and getting ideas out there. So that's, that's kind of where, where my head's at right now. Well, I want to see this film. So let, why don't we talk again when uh, you make your next film and uh, look, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I love this film. It's fantastic. So yeah, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it and appreciate everything you guys have shared um, with my film and getting the feedback. And yeah, it's been really great to be a part of your festival. Thank you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Shlemiel, Shlemazel, Hassan Incorporated.